0: Welcome to the Weimar Podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Reckia, Government Affairs Director at Weimar. We're sponsored this week by Julie Smith of Landmark Home Warranty. Call Julie for a home warranty to help your seller sell and your buyer feel at ease with their new home. There have been a lot of changes in the lending space lately, some from the courts, some from HUD, some from the CFPB and other regulators. HUD Eliminates the FHA Inspector Roster Originally created in order to assure FHA inspections were standardized around the country, HUD has reviewed inspection services countrywide and determined maintaining a separate FHA roster of inspectors is unnecessary and an unnecessary roadblock to borrowers. Mortgagee Letter 2019-04 was released on March 12. Because the International Residential Code, also known as ICC, is used in 49 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the International Code Council also certifies Combination Inspectors, CIs, and Residential Combination Inspectors, RCIs, a roster is no longer necessary. Local government entities that provide building code enforcement have within their codes adequate inspections. In cities or towns that do not have a building code, an International Code Council Inspector Certificate will suffice. If a local jurisdiction does not have ICC inspectors, the rule allows an inspection from a third party who is a registered architect, professional engineer, tradesperson or contractor with a minimum of five years experience and is licensed and bonded. Go to www.wemargad.org to read the mortgagee letter. Click on Regulatory Updates. FHA – Removal of the 10-Year Protection Plan Requirement Also on March 12th, FHA announced in Mortgagee Letter 2019-05, effective March 14, 2019, The requirement that borrowers purchase a 10-year protection plan in order to qualify for some mortgages on newly constructed single-family homes has been eliminated. FHA's requirement of a one-year builder warranty will continue. That warranty commences on the day title is conveyed to the buyer, the date the construction is completed, or upon occupancy, whichever comes first. You can read the mortgagee letter at www.wemargad.org. Click on Regulatory Updates. The CFPB was busy the past several months and issued their report March 18, 2019. Among the issues highlighted in the report were deceptive bill pay information. The CFPB found that one or more institutions did not disclose to consumers that when they paid by paper check, The check would be paid earlier than the date on the check or the due date of the transaction, even when a consumer designated a bill payment date. Payees would simply present the check to the institution and the institution would pay the amount. Because consumers were not notified of this, NSF fees were incurred. The institutions identified by the CFPB remediated consumer overdraft charges and will update their disclosure information. Mortgage Servicers Charging Late Fees Greater Than the Amount Permitted The CFPB found one or more servicers charged consumers late fees in excess of the legally permitted amount by mortgage notes. One of the examples discussed was late fees on FHA loans. Apparently, FHA allows the servicer to charge 4% of the overdue principal and interest. The CFPB found several servicers charged the 4% late fee on the full PITI amount. The CFPB also found that in states with rules limiting the total amount of the late charge, servicers were charging in excess of the state mandated maximum amount. Misrepresentation of PMI Cancellation Reasons The CFPB found that some servicers incorrectly denied consumers the ability to drop private mortgage insurance from their loan. Under the Homeowners Protection Act, consumers may request PMI be dropped if certain conditions are met. Consumers must request the PMI be dropped in writing, and the balance of the mortgage must be 80% of the original value of the property based on payments made, Or have reached the date at which it was scheduled to drop to 80% of original value according to the amortization schedule in effect. Apparently some servicers told borrowers who verbally requested PMI cancellation they could not drop PMI because they had not reached the 80% mark based on amortization schedules. But in fact, the borrower had reached 80% based on payments made as they had made additional principal payments. FHA reverse mortgage, also known as HECM loans. FHA reverse mortgages provide that upon death of the borrower, the servicer must refer the loan to foreclosure within six months, but it also provides a mechanism for servicers to request up to two 90-day extensions in order to allow successors to the estate to purchase the property or to sell the property. Some servicers sent notes to the successors upon death of the borrower indicating the loan balance was due and payable and that the successor may qualify for an extension. The notices asked the successor to return the enclosed form stating their intentions for the property within 30 days. Although the notice listed several documents that may be needed to determine eligibility for the extension, it did not tell the successor which documents were needed or when to send the documents. The CFPB found several servicers did not send a complete list of all documents needed, and some successors returned the form indicating their intention to purchase or sell the property. Because successors did not send in all the documents required for the extension, the servicers did not ask FHA for an extension, and instead the servicers assessed foreclosure fees and some foreclosed on the property. State Farm Bank In December 2018, the CFPB found that State Farm Bank violated the Fair Credit Reporting Act by obtaining consumer credit reports without a permissible purpose. They also furnished credit reporting agencies' information the bank knew was incorrect. The bank failed to correct that information and reported information to the credit reporting agencies without telling the agencies the consumer had disputed the information. The bank had failed to establish adequate written policies regarding accuracy of information provided to the agencies. The bank is now under consent order to no longer violate the Fair Credit Reporting Act and to implement policies and procedures to address the issue. The Bureau also announced several changes to the supervisory communications. You can read more about these and other CFPB actions at www.wemargad.org. Don't forget, Weemargad hosts events. Some of our upcoming events are... April 3rd, coffee with the city of Peoria. This event starts at 9.30 a.m. and runs to 11 a.m. We will hear from Kirsten Hall about Peoria's Opportunity Zones, and then from Scott White about the city's real estate development department. Join us for light refreshments and an interesting conversation. This is a free event, but we ask you register so we have food and seats for all. You may register at www.wemargad.org. April 23rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is our second of four Government Affairs Advisory Council meetings for 2019, and this one is approved by DRE for 3CE in legal issues. Join us as Central Hoffman tells us about Opportunity Zones in the West Valley, and then we'll discuss issues impacting the real estate industry and your clients. We finish off with a lunch and learn with Chief Operating Officer for the State of Arizona, Gilbert Davidson. This is a free event for Weimar members, but we ask you to register so we have food and seats for all. Go to www.wemargad.org to register. May 21st from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. we will host Deputy Executive Director Amy St. Peter of MAG, the Maricopa Association of Governments. Amy will tell us what MAG is, who's involved, and why they are key to our region's economic development, transportation, and jobs planning. This is a free event, but we ask you to register so that we have food and seats for all. If you have questions about MAG you would like answered, please email me at wemargad wemar.org or call Weimar and ask for Liz Reckia. Speaking of MAG, they are running our transportation survey right now, asking you what you want to see in all forms of transportation now and in the future. This survey will be used in planning our transportation infrastructure for the next 100 years. Lend your voice to the conversation and help make sure your great-grandchildren have transportation opportunities. Look for these and other GAD events throughout the year at www.wemargad.org. I'm Liz Ruckia. Thanks for joining me today for this quick update. And thanks to Julie Smith at Landmark Home Warranty for sponsoring this podcast and several GAD events throughout the year. We are GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business.